welcome to Bunta Vista episode 184. I am Theo, and I'm here tonight as the clock strikes midnight and we welcome in the new year, 2020, the palindrome year. And there's a feeling of cautious optimism in the room as we contemplate the possibilities brought on by a new decade. Donald Trump is nearing the end of his term, Bernie Sanders is picking up steam in the primaries, and it seems like the world is ready to open its heart and its arms. With that in mind, we thought we'd share some New Year resolutions for 2020. And me, well, I think I'd really love to travel more before I have a child. Maybe finally get over to the States when things calm down there. Um, I'm here with Ben, who's hoping to dedicate more time to his dearest hobbies. Attending swinger parties, riding on public transport, and visiting the ICU to care for the patients. Tenderly holding their hand and spitting delicately into his handkerchief before mopping their eyes, nose and lips. That's very noble of you, Ben. <sighs> I was also going to get into um, just sneezing without covering my mouth. Mm-hmm. You know, just like as a like a fun prank that I did at parties. Like, hey, guys, what's <laughs> hey, this? Check this out. Everyone turn and face me. In fact, come a little closer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's really going to be my year. Uh-huh. Just nothing could stand in the way. No, I can't imagine anything. It would have to be of enormous scale to stop me. Enormous. A global scale. Mm-hmm. And Andrew's here as well, cursing Ben's name, because his resolution is to get into face sneezing this year. <laughs> God damn it. Got him. Uh, I was doing it before it was cool. That's right. uh, <laughs> well, I mean, if you're, course, if you're getting into it and he's getting into it, maybe you guys can get together and just sneeze in each other's faces. Do you reckon maybe if uh, you were lying on your sides, sort of 69ing but only your head, so that your nose and your mouth perfectly tessellated? Oh, okay. mm-hmm. face to face, like a reverse denying. Yes. Yeah, well, no, are you 69ing back to back? This explains house, yes. a lot. <laughs> this whole time we were like, fuck, this sucks. This is really There's boring. really nothing going on. <laughs> get, get a great night of sleep, though. <laughs> I'll be uh I'll be really looking forward to my other New Year's resolution, which is kind of to to get over my my fear of like physical intimacy with other mm. people. I'm going to take up the European uh, cheek kissing thing. Oh yes, <laughs> uh, when I meet anybody, firmly grasp their one hand by both of my mm-hmm. hands, uh, pull them in, plant a big wet kiss on either side of their mouth, as close to the mouth as I can get it without being too yeah. weird. I'm you hoping know? to pick up a uh, an extremely sexual form of the rumba. Oh. <laughs> the super close. The, the, the more forbidden the yeah. dance, the more the more I'm there for it. Lambada, year of the Lambada. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think they should teach it if it's forbidden. That's all I'm saying. Like, make up your mind, you know? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> One of the firm stances taken by the podcast, Bunta Vista, don't teach the Lambada if it's forbidden. It's it's either forbidden or it's not. Hey, keep it locked up. Do, do Make words, those how to do the Lambada YouTube videos private. Do do words just not mean anything anymore? That's what that's some of the important concerns I have right here as the clock ticks over in the start of the year twenty twenty. Some of the really big things I've got going on in my life. Mm-hmm. Going going into dance schools and saying, well, which is it? <laughs> <laughs> and refusing to elaborate on what I'm talking about uh, until I'm asked to leave. Well, well, and being dragged <laughs> out physically. Come on! Uh, then they throw me, you know, uh, 
horizontal to the ground out onto the street outside. I pick myself up, dust myself off, and then I'm just looking for the next dance school on Google Maps and going about my day. And that'll probably take a, a good month or two of your life. So, I mean, we've, we've got... How many, how many dance schools could there be in Canberra? <laughs> <laughs> Not really big into dancing in Canberra? No, we got a Footloose thing going on, oh, but I don't want to get into too. it. You know what Footloose leads to. Anyway, we've got a lot to, a lot to look forward to in 2020, <laughs> but I think we've actually got, got a little, uh, little dispatch from the future. Um, to, and um, I think we should check out what people are looking forward to in 2021. And that leads us to the poll report. Say that once. Forty-three seconds. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's a long forty-three <laughs> seconds. <laughs> uh, this is, of course, our famous and much-loved segment, the poll report. Um, so I thought I could, in, I'd give in you which guys... we bring you information mm-hmm. from the future. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I thought maybe we'd take a look at what um, people at the end of twenty twenty thought. Um, 2021 was going to hold for them because I thought this is a, a relatively interesting poll. This is from Ipsos. They covered all sorts of different topics, interviewing somewhere around, I think, 15 or 16,000 people uh, across 30-odd countries between 23rd of Octem- October and the 6th of November last year. This motherfucker said October. October. <laughs> it's, uh, it's a Queensland-only month that we have. You guys don't get that one. <laughs> it's for more time drinking beers in the sun. Uh, so, I'm going to start with a little breakdown here of uh, technology. So, the answers here were divided into likely or unlikely. Uh, these were the questions that were given. In the year 2021, robots will look like, think like, and speak like humans. 36% of people said this was likely. What was our robot technology last year? Uh, it was It was like the... Um there's the dancing there's the, dogs. There's the dancing dogs, which we all hate. Yeah, fuck um, those guys. Well, it's it's funny because we all we all like loathe the ones that don't look like humans, and we hate the ones that look like humans even more. Yeah, you know, it's I the one that pops into my head is that weird disembodied head with the exposed oh, cranium. Oh yeah, yeah. But the yeah, latex kind face. Of see, you can kind of see like, like the Terminator Two sort of like like little pistons and arms and stuff. Yeah, going and up and down pneumatics. in your neck. It's, not good. Yeah, it's meant to be that like naturalistic yeah. conversation one, but it's shit. Yeah, yeah. I I think of the um I think of like the Japanese one that's like a little a little concierge oh, I hate that little freak. kind of thing, and it's just sort of <laughs> it's just it's just from the it's from the shoulders up, and it's meant to look like a Japanese lady, um except it more looks like the it more looks like the 
uh, animatronic head that Arnold Schwarzenegger takes off in Total Recall when he's yes, trying to sneak through uh-huh. security. You know, two weeks. Yeah. I really, I feel like we're kind of like spinning our wheels on robot technology because there was, there was nothing for for ages. I mean, practically what, eleven billion years or something like that. And then mm-hmm. we had the Big Willy base. Yeah. Then Asimo. Then, then Asimo. Yeah. It's then, a big, then, big then Billy Roombas. base, Big Willy base. Big Billy, Big, big Mouth Billy base. Big, big, big Mouth big, Billy base. So you well, got what hold on, words, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold hmm? on. Big Mouth Billy bass. It's a fish. It's a bass uh, fish. I'm going to blame Theo for throwing me off Now, I've been Theo saying bass my whole there. life. Yeah. Referring uh, specifically to the fish. You've been wrong the whole time. <laughs> I was... <laughs> Wait, I'm sorry? It's a, you, you've been saying the fish is b- bass as well? Yes, I've been saying the fish is bass. So... Yeah. When people hmm. say base, for me, it's ambiguous. Yep. And that's quite interesting. Could be anything. We are, we, I don't know if I was saying this recently, we've been, we've been watching The Sopranos for the first time. Um, I've, I've never watched it all the way through before. That's good. So El- Ella and I have been watching it. And because it's a show that started in 1999, when I was uh, 17, um, it means that the... There's this prominent big mouth Billy Bass representation throughout the show. Uh, he gets he gets given a big mouth Billy Bass at some point. It starts to hold oh, this like too. it starts to hold this terrifying significance for Tony Soprano. But it makes me think of when uh, when I was 17, I was turning um, 18 in 1999, and th- this friend of mine, I used to go and hang out at his house with his family a lot. And they bought me a gift, and that gift was a big mouth Billy Bass. When they were new, just like for Tony Soprano. And uh, just like Tony Soprano. I, <laughs> I'm unsure if you're dead or not. Um, and, and their way of explaining this gift to me was, you know, because you're funny. Like you're a guy who likes laughs. Yeah, you, mm-hmm. you, you, like, you like jokes. Uh, you like funny stuff. Check this out. I got you a little uh, pen holder for your desk, and it's shaped like a toilet. Yeah. You know, because you're a guy who loves to laugh. That kind of thing. And I was like, thank you so much. And in retrospect, I have to say, they were right. And I was Dope right. gift. Like, awesome. Like, if you had that right yep. now, you'd put it up above your desk. I would, I would mount it on the wall if I could still find my original 1999 Big Mouth Billy Bass. Hmm. And we can all agree that is as far as robot technology has come. And now what I would posit is that if you want robots that would look like, think like, and speak like humans in 2021, all we really have to do is just a little upgrade to the Big Mouth Billy Bass um, (laughs) technology. Uh, Make the head, instead of a flapping fish, make it Billy Zane's head. Um, Mm -hmm. Give him just enough sentience to wonder... uh, whether or not he's going to be able to get to the toilet or not um, before he needs to shit, and just get him to recite the Rutger Hauer monologue from the end of Blade Runner. Bingo, bango, it's over. You're done. All right, so if you're Tick handy with home electronics, you've done a few of those Dick Smith electronics kits. Oh, shit, I'm uh, going to have to do this, aren't You I? might have to do this, yeah. Fuck. <laughs> do we, does it, so we need 
Billy Zane's voice doing... <laughs> we do need Billy Zane's voice. Do we need voice. to be able to synthesize his voice? Oh, we can use that, the we deep fake the tech that deep thing. Okay, all right. Yeah. I'm going to work that out. This is actually uh, we'll not see if that. This is feasible, this which is means doable. you now have to do it. Do you think we've got a it. Billy Zane deep fake? I mean, I you only have... You just... They've got the thing now where you just plug in, like, a couple of hours of audio of him talking, and... Uh, Yep, it's that Where easy. am I going to find a couple of hours of Billy Zane talking? <laughs> um, I mean, My supercut of The Phantom that's just Billy just Zane. Billy Zane. <laughs> don't, uh, don't forget, of course, you could be making this harder for yourself, so you need to... You can always reach out to Billy Zane himself. Uh, and oh, say, God. So, could, could you... Maybe... <laughs> maybe cameo if, rate. Yeah, if, if Billy Zane's doing cameos... Hey, I'm oh, just going to need you... <laughs> I'm just going to need you to sing uh, the chorus to Take Me to the River. <laughs> no, I think it's got to be the Tears in Rain thing for sure. Hmm. Billy Zane is on Cameo. Oh, fuck. Uh, ah. all right. Currently not available, but he's got lots of positive reviews. All right. All right. Well, he's a, he's a lovely man, you know? <laughs> oh, boy, he is. Do we need him uh, to do a voice, though? No, it's his voice. It's, it's him Billy Zane's himself. Voice. It's not. It's not going to work if you get a recording and and like it. It sounds like Rutger Hauer. No, yeah. no, I'm people, not. I'm saying. Be like, I'm not saying the- he's doing Rutger Hauer's voice. It was like he could do it in <laughs> in like the style of Steve Buscemi or something. Yeah, doing I think, the Rutger, I think, Rutger Hauer I think thing. If we get Billy Zane doing uh, Roy Batty's monologue from Blade Runner in Jar Jar Binks' voice, it's really only going to muddy the waters. No, <laughs> which, which so far I'm crystal clear on this concept. <laughs> so, 50- yeah, so can we start this from the ground up? So it is a big mouth Billy Bass with Billy Zane's consciousness uploaded to it. No, 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 no. We don't. We don't oh, need his. Uh, that's just the. That's just the face and the voice. I think. Yeah. Okay. Just, so just we've made a latex motorized mechanized version of his face mm-hmm. on a big mouth Billy Bass. It is a recording of Billy Zane from Cameo of him doing the Roy Batty final monologue from the film Blade Runner. Mm. And that is how we will get robot technology to look and speak like humans in the year 2021. That's right. That's Tick. That's Next how... Item. That's, so those that's 36% how... of respondents were correct and the 52% who said unlikely uh, can suck our dicks. Yeah, specifically mm. out of spite. I'm going to... Yeah, not for fun. We'll just get those numbers up. Uh, next question here. One of my online accounts will be hacked into. 34% of people said that this would be likely. They're probably right. And the other 45 uh, who said it was unlikely don't know that one of their accounts has been hacked into. Mm. I feel like probably some of my accounts have been hacked into before. You know, like when there's a big password leak and then you just don't look into it? Yeah. Well, you've got yeah. the sites where you type your password into and it says, yes or no, you've been hacked. So... I've got, I mean, I've got one of them up now, and if you'd like to just mm-hmm. tell no, me. Just I don't want write. to do that. If you're a hacker and you're listening to this, was that Have I Been Pwned? There is Have, have is I that... Been Pwned by uh, Troy someone. I, all I can think of is Troy Baker. Uh, can we try um, Mark one. Latham's real email address, the one that's in that BuzzFeed article? Oh, no. Twelve of my passwords have been leaked. <laughs> <laughs> According to a vast hack check. <laughs> okay, so Andrew, oh, it's, been four, extremely, it's been four years. Extremely hackable. 
It's been it's been four years since the last one, and I have absolutely changed every password that I have since then. Uh, with the help of Password Manager, LastPass, Password Manager of the show, LastPass. I've not received any money for this endorsement. I merely like the product. I would be willing to receive money for this endorsement if anyone from the good people at LastPass is listening. So, I think everyone has probably been hacked at some point. Absolutely. But did yes. they get hacked in 2020? I didn't. No, I don't think so, I did either. Unless I, um, I haven't tried to log on to my Battle.net account, though. So, that could be <laughs> you should try just that. flapping in the breeze. That's your main account. Uh, and the final technology question, of course, was mm-hmm. do you think that human cloning will be legalized in some countries? With 21% of people thinking that that's likely. That's probably one of the better outcomes of 2020 that that didn't happen, I guess. Unless it did. I don't know. I'm not keeping up on cloning laws. Cloning news? Yep. I will add Hmm. a cloning feed to my various feeds. Next up, we have the society and culture section. This Uh, is a good one. I like this one. How likely or unlikely do you think the following thing is to happen? 46% of people felt that they were likely to make a new friend in their local area. Surprise. You're not leaving your house, (laughs) motherfucker. Higher than the 37% uh, who felt that they would not be making a new friend. That's so grim. Just what one just being new like, friend. Do you think you'll make a new friend next year? No. 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 <laughs> I haven't, haven't for the last 30 years. Don't see why 2020 would be any different. 2021, by I the way. I will say that... Um, you made new friends. 2021 would be any different. Well, last year. We're in 2020 oh, yeah, on January sure. the 1st thinking about it. So. Yeah. That's yeah, and we should definitely is. keep sticking to that because that <laughs> won't make like we do with all of the bits. Yeah, yes. like we do every time. Yeah, but um, I definitely feel like we've we've like hung out with our neighbors more in twenty twenty. Which you played, yet, are they yet the ones you played place. Dungeons and Dragons with? Yeah, that's oh, the cutest that's shit in the world. So nice. I love that. That's so fucking nice. Oh, we played uh, we played Wingspan with them the other night. Oh, oh, I really want to play that. My sister got that. Friends of the show. Right. My friend Ben fucking loves Wingspan. Oh, it's really cool. It. We we bought it for <laughs> we bought it for my mum for Christmas because she's a keen bird watcher and photographer and stuff. And it has um and it's a beautifully designed game with like uh all these hand hand painted illustrations of hundreds of different birds and stuff. And um we we got it out and said, Okay, let's let's oh, these rules they're like rules for a real game, you know? It's this ain't your grandma's monopoly kind of thing. And um, Eleanor puts on, wife of the show, my wife Eleanor, is like, let's just watch this explainer on YouTube. And we all sit down on the couch, uh, me and her and my parents. Mm. And she puts on this video from a guy who like professionally reviews and explains rule sets for complex games. What does he look like? Or what's his name? Do you recall? Because I think I love this guy. Like uh, like glasses and short hair, short brown hair, American Is he wearing guy. a polo shirt? Probably. I, I feel like I've watched videos from him and he's a very just a calming man to listen to. Except, I oh. think the issue is that this type of video is for people who play this type of game. Mm-hmm. Because he mm-hmm. starts the video by just explaining disparate mechanics within the game. And... I look over at my parents and they're both just like, what 
the fuck is this guy talking about? Yeah, everybody loves uh, getting the family together and then all sitting down to watch a video on rules. Listen, listen to a 16-minute video about rules, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, like... No, no, we can't have fun yet. Still 10 <laughs> minutes uh, left uh, in uh. the... <laughs> yeah, what, what this video did not have was, uh, like, until uh, something like the 10-minute mark, what this video did not have was, say, like, an overview of the objective of the game. You know? Anything like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so we we played through it for the first time, all all feeling quite terrified and disoriented and everything. Um, but after the first playthrough, we all sort of we all got it and it clicked, and we realized it was much easier to grasp than we had kind of <laughs> been led to believe by this video. Uh, and now we all love it. It's oh, really really go. great. And you said Beautiful your parents game. were Derek dedicated bird watchers and photographers. Uh, my mum is. Yes. Your mum? Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. I got a friend, a good friend. Of the show, uh, Andrew. Uh, hello, Andrew. Um, hi. Not you. So when I say fact, Andrew, I need you to up, not Andrew. say hi. Okay. So good friend of my, good friend of the show, Andrew. Hi. Um, <laughs> whose dad is also a keen bird watcher and photographer. Uh, by which I mean, um, he asks people to take nude photo uh, if he can take <laughs> nude photos for them. So shout out to my friend okay. Andrew's dad. Hi. Uh, uh. <laughs> anyway, Ben. <laughs> Just to clarify, that's that's not what my mother is doing. No, yeah, she's um, bird watching. Oh, she might call it bint watching. It's regional. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Next one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, oh no. Uh, the number of uh, how likely you think the following will happen: the number of people living in big cities uh, will shrink. Yeah. Yeah. But 34% of people think that this is likely. 52% think it's unlikely. It did. Yeah, it did. It did. Mm. Mm. Also, I was just reading about how, um, despite the fact that uh, everybody in the US has been, well, the people who are trying to not get coronavirus, um, have basically been confined to their homes unless they are forced to go and work at their workplace. Um, despite all of that, uh, there has been no expected baby boom of people like staying home and fucking and getting pregnant. Oh, so it's not like when there's like an extended blizzard or whatever, and everyone gets horny from the blizzard. Um, everyone has coronavirus depression. They're not fucking. Yeah, basically, uh, this this article I was reading was saying no, no, more like a baby bust. The <laughs> the levels of the babies aren't busting. Mm. To be fair, uh, the the levels of of pregnancy are. Levels of, of new babies and stuff are down, let alone not spiking. Uh, so that's that's fun. How likely or unlikely do you think the following will happen? I will feel lonely most of the time. Thirty one percent think that's likely, and fifty nine optimistic percent. That is a feel big. That that's there's unlikely. a big percentage for most of the time. Like they don't even know. That they absolutely are going to, because they're going to be locked in their apartment. This is just their life. This is an ordinary year. Holy fuck. My goodness. But this, this, I mean, this was all taken at the end of 2020, so these people had already lived through, you know, at least six months of fully-fledged pandemic. definitely the worst part of it. Yeah. Uh, Hey, how about this one? Uh, The police in your area... Horny police in your area 
uh, will treat all people equally, regardless of their differences. 33% of people with no televisions mm-hmm. or phones. <laughs> Bless your cotton socks. Yeah, that was all the people they canvassed in um, remote monasteries <laughs> and things of that nature. Yeah. Middle-aged white correspondents. <laughs> with 56% of people saying unlikely. Having, I assume, opened that, their eyes at some point I, in 2020. I mean, I'm cynical, but that that's quite a high number. I'm I'm not completely aghast at 56 of people saying, uh, 56% of people saying, hey, there might be something wrong here. Hmm. That's good. Oh, I don't know if good's the word, but... <laughs> How likely do you think following is to happen? People in your area will become more tolerant of each other. 29% of people said, sure, I guess. And 61% of people said, no, I hate them. (laughs) (laughs) Hate my neighbours. I mean, they're probably not wrong. Things are probably going to get worse. Uh, So our next section here is global threats. Dun, dun, dun. Is that really interesting uh, heading for the things that are about Mm -hmm. to come underneath this? Uh, Yeah. Oh, as in like what what we consider a threat. (laughs) Yep. Okay. Um... So let's clear clear your minds for a second, folks, and just think about the things keep you awake at night. The things that make you think that's it. Existence uh, of humans across the globe is going to be snuffed out by blank. Uh, maybe yours is a big mouth Billy Zane bass gaining sentience. Just just be clear, they the come with the sentience built in. So, <laughs> <laughs> um. Oh, the big mouth Billy Bass is crying all the time? It's <laughs> yeah. supposed to do that. It was that. one of the respondents that said, I will feel lonely all the time. Just it on the it on the other end of the phone. Uh, it's all good if it's crying all the time, though, and that's annoying you because it's only got a hardwired three-year lifespan. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me how likely or unlikely you think the following is to happen. Average global temperatures will increase. 75% of people said likely. With a paltry 15% of Sky News watchers <laughs> claiming that it was unlikely. There's 10% of people, though, that were just like, no yeah. idea, could go <laughs> not, either way. Not Hold ready to take her. a stance. <laughs> Talk to me in 2030 if we get that far. <laughs> wait and see. What's this next one here, Andrew? <laughs> okay, so again, when I said blank and you thought of... Uh, threats mm-hmm. to human life mm-hmm. across the so globe. So, like a world war or something. How likely? Uh, ter- like yep. a terror attack, yep. a, a, like a cloudburst nuclear blast releasing cesium-137 across the globe, so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, imagine, imagine that you and your family are in your home, um, planks nailed across all of the windows, uh, you barricaded the door. You're all hiding behind the upturned couch. And what's outside? I don't outside? have to imagine it, but go on. <laughs> Tell me how likely or unlikely you are for the following to happen. We will discover that ghosts exist. <laughs> okay. No! I, I enjoy the question, but I also enjoy the thought of that being like... A, <laughs> just a, a super nefarious thing. We found out ghosts exist, and they're assholes. <laughs> yeah. They're in there. Turns out no walls can hold them. They're in the nuclear them. facilities. <laughs> yeah. I can't, like, I just, I really need to stress that this poll is about what people think will happen in 2021, not in the future in general, that this year, 
out of out all, of all of the, the years. tens of thousand years of human existence, 2021, 16% of people, so like one in six people out of 16,000 people asked were like, yep, I reckon it's the air. I reckon we come up with the ghost detector. It's, the, it's that 16% that are like, well, I've already seen one. This is the year that everyone's getting on board. 65% of people said this was unlikely. Mm. Uh, now, here's, here's a threat that's very similar in scale and magnitude. Humans will become extinct. 16% thought this was likely. <laughs> it's the same, same respondents. Yeah. <laughs> it's exactly yeah. Yeah. Due to the ghosts. It's, yeah, it's the people who think that we'll discover ghosts are real and also uh, they're getting in and pushing all the buttons at the nuclear silos. That's or, well, they're the ghosts of us. Oh, damn. Wow. This is exactly like Final Fantasy, the spirits within. We will discover that ghosts are real when we become the ghosts. It's like, it's like if one third of the movie Deep Impact was the asteroid hitting, and the next two thirds. It's well, just Final like Fantasy, the spirits within. Oh. You guys are just describing. Uh, oh, what's the name of the Nicolas Cage uh, Rapture movie? Um. Next. No, that's the one where he can no. see two minutes into the future. Uh, he left can see, behind? He, yeah, left behind. No, next is the one where he can see the ghosts in the future. You know? mm, yeah. Oh, boy. Wandering around the Earth being like, whatever happened to that asteroid? <laughs> well, anyway, time to continue my life as normal, Bruce Willis style. Yep. Just like uh, in the movie Ghost, when Patrick Swayze has to realise that he is, in fact, the titular ghost. Wait, I'm the guy this movie is about? That's the, <laughs> his famous piece of dialogue from that film. Patrick Swayze getting to that point in the script as he reads through it for the first time and then going... <gasps> tur- turning, a- turning back to the front cover. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so I get it now. I get it. All right. I wondered why it was called Ghost. Uh... Okay, so for the next one, how likely you believe uh, it to be that an asteroid will hit the Earth? A slightly lower number of 15%. So <laughs> it's less likely that ghosts will become real and wipe out human existence as we know it. I kind of feel like the... Okay, so average global temperatures, we know there's like, you know, there's modern things happening. We know that that's quite likely. Ghosts really existing, like Ben said, they, we might invent the technology. You know, we're just traveling pretty far, you know, fast and far ahead and stuff. But, like, there's no, there's nothing making it more likely that an asteroid's going to whack into the Earth next year. So, are they thinking, are they living every year being like, well, I'm probably going to get Tunguskud today. <laughs> Today's the day. <laughs> that was that other Ashton Kutcher prank show, right? <laughs> You've just been tugged up. <laughs> so, the f- so I'm trying to get the the overlap. So of the humans will become extinct, 16% think it's likely. I guess what we're really saying is that 1% uh, of those people think that humans will become extinct, but it's not because of an asteroid. Yeah. 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 Hmm. Uh, and this final thing, Ben, I would be very interested as to your... Your thoughts on this mm-hmm. as the resident expert of the show. Yes. Thank uh, you. How likely or unlikely you think the following global threat is to occur? Aliens will visit the Earth. 12% say yes. 69% say no. 
I mean, aliens have been visiting the Earth the whole time. Thousands of years. Egyptians, all the way back. Well, we've been talking to them since the 40s. I don't think the Egyptians are aliens, but that's... Agree to disagree. Sorry. <laughs> That's one of my beliefs. Modern day Egyptians are aliens. The entire. Oh, I country. believe the Egyptians built the pyramids, and I believe that aliens built the pyramids. And you're just sitting there, like waggling your eyebrows. Go on. I mean, me two circles overlapping. <laughs> yeah. Don't don't be stupid. Egyptians aren't aliens. They are the descendants of aliens. They're naturalized. Yeah, they're naturalized citizens of the earth now. <laughs> oh boy uh, I think if the aliens wanted to kill us They would have done it by now You know I think if the aliens wanted to enslave the human race uh, They would have made themselves essentially invisible to or, our eyes And o- overtaken the elite powers And they would only be visible Through a certain set of sunglasses Or if they were looking to enslave the entire human race um, They'd just invent the iPhone and drop it to us you know how people are kind oh, of like... Oh, damn. Uh, so this sort of very, you know, it's quite deep commentary on how people are enslaved to their devices and so on and so forth. And just want to make sure that... No, I no, I own my phone. Oh. Like, I bought it. It's like mine. It's like my possession. I, like, use it at my own discretion. I'm sort of exerting my will over it. It's sort of a slave it. to and you. It's, it's quite passive. <laughs> it like the Britney Spears song, it is a slave to you. <laughs> Yes. The you, the you being you ben, ben. Yeah. Yes, yeah. <laughs> okay. In a dominant relationship with your phone. Yes, it is the sub. Okay. Yeah. And the final section we have here is uh, Outlook for 2021. Outlook, not so good. Uh, please indicate if you agree very much, agree somewhat, disagree somewhat, or disagree very much with the following statements. Boy. 2021 was a bad year for my area, for my country, whatever it might be. 90% say yes. 90%. Sorry, I was just going to point out that it says 2020 was a bad year for my area. So looking back. Looking back at the end of 2020, it's kind of a bad year. I am optimistic that 2021 will be a better year for me than it was in 2020. 77% 77% of optimistic souls say yes. Oh, we've got the vaccine now. Got the vaccine. And that rollout appears to be going tremendously. And now what we're going to do is we're just going to put a pause on all the mutations. Going to get it out there before yep. those kind of get out of hand, which is not not going to happen. It's all good. We're, yeah, we're, we're going to say uh, South Africa, yep. knock it off. The United Kingdom, knock it off. Brazil, knock it off. We've kind of got a cap on all that sort of, like, racial tension going on. Just put a little stopper in that bottle. The economy's looking good. Uh, yeah. Stock market, yep. doing wonderfully. Uh, that rash, probably going away by itself. You will you make don't. a new friend. You'll make a new friend. They'll be kind to you. They won't judge you. I will make some personal resolutions to do some specific things for myself or others in 2021. 75% say yes. 2020 was a bad year for me and my family. 70% say yes. That's a bummer. Like 30% of people were like, no, it's pretty fine. good, actually. It's On the up yeah. and up. Yeah. Yeah. Novel Corona what? And finally, the global economy will be stronger in 2021 than it was in 2020. 54% of people say, yeah, I guess. 
now that the market is full of workers who have <laughs> respiratory illnesses, I reckon it's well, going to be stronger be, than ever. Uh, they'll all get jobs at the new GameStops. So that'd be good. And Ben, if you yeah. could just quickly uh, explain the situation there. So a stock is yeah. a kind of share. Right, so this is about sharing? Imagine you're playing the game Railroad Tycoon 3 and you invest in one of the other guys that's mm-hmm. the train guys. And then suddenly he has more oh. money now, which yeah. was your money. And you gave it to him. Yeah. I think. Yeah. I should really play Railroad Tycoon 3. Really? Again. 3 over 2? Oh, I love 3. Had a Might mysterious crash to desktop issue, though, that was very frustrating. Hmm. Are you tired of paying nothing for the same old superior quality free episodes of the Bunta Vista podcast? Do you want less politics and more content about diarrhea or animals gone wild? Are you tired of skipping through those hours upon hours of paid product placement for Mark Wahlberg film Shooter? Well, boy, do I have the offer of a lifetime for you. That's right, for just five US dollars a month, you too can be a premium VIP member of the Bunta Vista Patreon. That's right, just five US dollars for all of our bonus episodes. That's over 300 hours of content from the hosts you know and definitely tolerate. I'll even throw in access to our glamorous and exclusive Discord server, where bizarre arguments only happen once or twice a week at most. Head to patreon.com slash buntavista. Sign up in the next five minutes and I won't know because that's not my job, but you'll be enjoying the sweet satisfaction of supporting us and we will love you romantically for it. That's my promise to you. So that's that's it. So you mainly, are now across. Yeah, it's mainly Railroad Tycoon 3 related. Yep, you are now across that big issue. Speaking of being across things, let's go across the pond. <laughs> <laughs> to uh, He's always on. Disgusting neighbours in England. Uh, we were talking very recently about their horrific habit of eating jellied eels. Mm. Yuck. Uh, somebody, can't remember your name, sorry, I apologize, uh, did let me know on Twitter that I had spoken erroneously to say that, um, you know, you just you just wang some aspic in there with them and make yourself some, some eel jelly. And they pointed out to me that eels are in fact a self-jellying food. <laughs> oh, the thing I said. Yeah. Hmm. The arc of justice is long. Yeah. I thought I, I thought it was a joke. Hmm. I take Theo very seriously. <laughs> <laughs> um, somebody, somebody else also wrote in to say uh, this is like a, a joke food. Nobody in England has eaten this uh, for years, except for like sixty-year-old people who are trying to prove some point about the gross shit they used to eat. But that really doesn't track with like uh, canning. Millions of eels every year and selling them to someone. No, that's part of the prank. Someone's someone's eating them. Um, surely, just is it is this like is this like how in America um, they pay all that money to corn farmers to just keep making corn and then they throw it out or dump it on another country? They're just like, we have to keep people convinced that there is a viable jelly eel. Sort market. of a sort of like a, a welfare make work kind of system. Um, while we're in the while we're in the wind up for this segment, I did right, just. No, I'm so sorry. Can I just? I just, and I don't want to tread all over the thing you're saying. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the new deal. This story is from the BBC, <laughs> the big beautiful corporation. Uh, so this this is coming to us in what is apparently a a, a flood of injustices taking place in England this week. 
Bolton ice cream man who chased children loses license. An ice cream man has lost his street trading license after losing his cool and chasing a group of children down the street with a stick. <laughs> yep. So are you saying the injustice is that uh, he, he was punished for chasing children down the street with a stick? Did he hit any of them with a stick? <laughs> okay. All right. The man claimed the children had thrown stones at his van. Oh, you think that's fine, Ben? Yes. And he wanted to find out where they lived and tell their parents. And how is the but stick involved? Just in a kind of... Just trying to, trying to get a point across, you know. Mm -hmm. But a Bolton Council committee took a dim view of his actions and said it was concerned with public safety. It ruled there was reasonable cause to refuse the street trading consent. A report to the council's licensing subcommittee outlined full details of the incident, the local democracy reporting service said. Minutes from the meeting said, quote, The committee also took account of the nature of the alleged incident and two witness statements from parents, which included that the applicant wanted the children to get into the ice cream van. Oh, okay. And subsequently chased the children while holding a black baton in his hand. Mm -hmm. uh, so all of our listeners that are kind of sided, yep. Unfortunately for everybody listening at home, I chose my side at the start before reading the article. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and as I am a man of principle, uh, I'm I'm going to have to stick with the ice cream man and say, hey, it's part of the deal, you know, it's just part of the deal of the ice cream man. Uh, you get to throw rocks at him, make him enraged. He gets to have a billy club. Just kind of run after you with it, you know? That's the pact we have made in society. That's part, mm -hmm. part of the back and forth, you know? He's got a little thing that plays green sleeves while he drives around. That is the social contract. And also, if you don't get in the van, he's coming after you. The subcommittee found the witness statements to be credible. The report also gave details of the ice cream man's version of events. It said, <laughs> the applicant admitted in his signed written statement that he got out of the van to remonstrate with the children and also that he had a stick in his hand, which he had got from his vehicle. He said that he did chase them, <laughs> but only to find out where they lived. Oh, so he... uh-huh. Yep. So that's, so that's What's fine. your address? Hey, I've got this stick. I'll let you go as long as you, <laughs> as long as you tell me you live. Uh, so that he could tell their parents what they had been doing in terms of allegedly throwing stones at his vehicle. Uh, in the meeting, the applicant denied elements of his written statement by saying he did not chase them and did not have a weapon. Now, look, I'm no lawyer, but uh, rookie mistake to start off by putting down in writing that you got out of your van, chased children with a stick to scare them into giving their home address, uh, and then later on to say, no. Who said that? I mean, uh, yeah, I wrote it down, but no. Come on. Why would I do that? And then say I did it and write it down. He fucked up big time. In more ways than one, I guess. Yeah, probably chasing the kids with the stick was the first big fuck up. Yeah, then? Oh, and then the second one was uh, writing a statement to the effect of, I chased some kids with a stick, mm -hmm. and then trying to later say, no. I, guess I would that was, say that was the third one. Yeah, the third yeah. one was yes, really part and parcel with the second, I think. Yes, a great injustice has been visited upon the ice cream man. <laughs> but what know. of the humble bin man? This is from the Hereford Times. Now, this I actually do think this one is an injustice. Uh, the the ice cream man 
he made his ice cream bed and he can lie in it. This one from the Hereford Times. Hereford Bin Man refuses to apologize after kicking Snowman. A bin man who lost his job after being caught on CCTV kicking over a child's snowman has refused to apologize, branding the boy's parents, quote, snowflakes. And why would you apologize? You're, you're innocent. It's not a crime. It's perfectly legal. <laughs> it's not a crime. Also, I choose to believe that the use of the term snowflake is just a bit of funny irony. Yeah, and not, not sort of signal that he's some sort of racist man. No, I think it's more to do with kicking over a snowman. Three-year-old Joseph Taylor was left in floods of tears after watching the worker boot the head off his seven-foot-tall creation with a Bruce Lee-style kick. I watched the video. It's a pretty good kick. It's a good kick. <sighs> it's it's effortless, I would say. I would look like a fool if I tried to kick the head off a seven-foot snow, snowman. Oh, his technique is flawless. He doesn't hesitate for a second. He just decapitates that snowman. One perfect kick. One of, one of the reports I read... Uh, Described it as a roundhouse style kick, and I have to say the report is accurate. One hundred percent. It is a Mortal Kombat, uh, Liu Kang back high kick kick. Yes, I would describe it as a as a roundhouse, or perhaps more of a wheel kick. Uh, if you guys are familiar with that one, nope. The youngster and his six year old sister Amelia and their friends had built the snowman outside their homes last Sunday. On Tuesday, Joseph was watching the bin men collect the rubbish from his home in Topsley, Ereford, but cried out when he saw it attacked. (laughs) Saw it attacked, Jesus Christ. The family's security cameras, already sus, captured the bin man wearing an orange boiler suit like some kind of convict. The bin man wearing his uniform for work. Yes, yes. Yeah, like they they make it sound like you know he's he's escaped like transportation to a maximum security prison, dressed like Michael Myers. The family security cameras captured the bin man take a run up before kicking the snowman in the head in Hampton Rise. That's the most damaging place to kick a snowman. I don't think he really took really a run up. Run up. Oh, no, he, sorry, casually... he just sort of strides up to it yeah. and kicks it. Yeah, no, he's he like pivots on the spot. It's masterful. Mm. He then continued to empty the green wheelie bins with two colleagues before turning back to the snowman where he launched a flurry of kicks, sending it toppling over. This article <sighs> is written in a very hysterical tone. He, a flurry he has, of kicks. He does like two kicks to the torso of the snowman. It's not he, a flurry. He has brutally murdered this snowman. <laughs> Sorry about my chickens, by the way. For yeah, they are fucking going off. Are, I thought off that was fun for a second. Hold on, mm. let's have a little listen for a second. Yeah, go off, girl. <laughs> what, are, what are their names, Theo? We don't have to go into that. No, we do. Come I don't on. I think we need to tell the listeners. Name the just chooks. in case they're personally, the chooks. personally identifiable. <laughs> what, you oh, want to dox your chickens? <laughs> well, I hate to say this, Theo, but we're not moving on until we establish right, the names fine. of the chickens. Um, they're, they're called Rogue and Jubilee, all right? <laughs> right, and those are sort of just random... Um, Sort of words that you picked, or are they sort ben, of from something? Then you and I, you and I both know that it's a reference specifically to the nineteen nineties 
X-Men cartoon. Yeah, not the comics, because you never read those. But I've you, never read the comics. Yeah, you did love the cartoon. Couldn't read. Banger of a theme song. Absolute How, Oh, banger. it does bang. That's right. Let's deflect. Rogue oh, and Jubilee from the mm-hmm. X-Men. And so, is this maybe... Like, Caitlin's really big into the X-Men or something as well. Like, you both are? No, I don't think she's ever yeah, seen Yeah, so it's kind of just you. You chose this. <laughs> out of, like, all of the, the types of books and movies and television, anything that you've ever possibly consumed, what related to you the most, the thing that occurred to you was it was from the X-Men cartoon that you watched as a child. Two of the ladies from it. Well, they're too much chickens. I guess that makes sense. Um, just to take the attention off Theo's chickens for a second, we have some relatively new chickens, and their names are Pickle and Penguin. Oh, those are good those names. Those are great chicken names. And you can call them whatever you want, because they're named by children. We Well, we didn't we didn't name them. We got them from somebody else uh, who was giving oh. their chickens away. And so they came with the names, and as we all know, uh, chickens, you know, if you if you try and change their names after the fact, they're going to get a severe identity crisis. Yeah, well, they won't they won't respond to, a, yeah. to their names anymore. Yeah, not like the way they normally respond to yeah. vocal commands, you know. Um, uh, but yes, we got these chickens from a lady who already had a whole bunch of chickens. Um, she also had a border collie, and she was like, "The border collie is fine with our chickens. It likes these two chickens too much." Uh-huh. Uh, like, like it's it's just following them around, very keenly watching them all the time. Uh, so we think we will move these chickens on before something terrible happens. Uh, and that's how we got Pickle and Penguin. Those are good names. A black one and a white one. The black one, Penguin. So back to this horrible murder that's been committed here. This this assault on the senses of this three year old child. <laughs> Uh, the bin man has since taken to social media to defend himself and bizarrely compared the row to a coronavirus pandemic. In a rambling Facebook post, I feel like they're really so doing bitchy. the bin man dirty. Yeah, awful. Doing him dirty. He wrote, yes, I kicked the snowman. No, it doesn't have feelings. <laughs> yes, the people who made it, kids, have young feelings. Let's look at the bigger problem in this world. COVID-19. People have feelings about this. People are dropping dead by a virus. Think of it like this. That snowman wouldn't be there tomorrow. Any feelings then? No. I understand people made this snowman, but it's going to melt anyhow. I don't understand why it has come to this. Fine. And and fi- th- here's a, an explanation as well of the snowflake comment. When asked on Facebook if he would say people who were criticizing them were snowflakes, he replied, Yes. Uh, so, he didn't call them snowflakes. Somebody prompted him to say, would you call them snowflakes? I bet it was this fucking wormy fucking Hereford Times journalist. Yeah, just commenting, ooh, would you, would you call them pathetic little snowflakes? Would so. you call them little snowflakes? Um, but the, to me, it's this this combo of things, right? Like, uh, this this makes me think of the kind of person who, uh, you know when, like, you get a you get a bin man who comes through your area and they're like a bit too enthusiastic with putting the bins back down so as you look down the street like they're all lying on their side they've just kind of been cast back into the back into the nature strip I don't, uh, I'm not in the habit of telling bin people how to do their jobs well that's what I'm saying oh like, it's a bit like, too hard Jesus Christ listen to yourself 
Well, what I'm saying is this to me is the type of person who would see that and say, I'd better ring mm. the council. Mm. Wow, this person's uh, putting my inanimate object of a bin that I didn't pay for down on its side. Your truck I'd- scared my shih tzu. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'd better, I'd better get the authorities involved. And like, using, using the CCTV cameras that you have set up outside your house, which I'm sure was, was put there theoretically in the event of capturing a crime mm-hmm. in progress, and then you've said, this is close enough. This is close enough to a crime. I've, I've, I've witnessed an emotional murder, sir. Uh, my child was upset for a moment. Your three-year-old is going to be upset about some things. Uh, what you would say to your three-year-old in this circumstance is, Oh, it's a shame. That's not good. Would you like a transformer Imagine... toy? Yeah. Do kids Imagine... have transformer toys? I think they do. You remember do, yeah. the one that had like so. the little tape in his chest? Soundwave. Yep. Yeah. Soundwave. Yeah. Fuck, that was so good. Uh, Some of those little counting yeah, blocks. What do you call them? Um, counting blocks. Cunicero. Yeah, I, I know what you're talking about. I don't know what you call them. Uh, Theo, can I recommend to you watching the movie Bumblebee? You he's, can. He's but he, he won't. It's not going to happen. That, no. It was like a, a, a st- like a standalone Transformers no, I know. movie they made I know after what it the is. Michael Bay. Yeah, no, he's aware of it. Yeah. Yeah, it's fun. It's fun. It's nice. And it's got Soundwave in it, and he sounds fucking cool. Has it still got the ones that are like stand-ins for urban youths? Like doing like uh, outdated uh, racist the, the, drive talk? I, I believe you mean the uh, the like pink and green robots that were clearly... Sorry, I'm doing that in yeah, no, comments, Meant to be uh, clearly white people trying mm-hmm. to be black? Uh, those are the ones I'm referring to, yes. Yes. So that was a fun um that was a fun idea to attempt to execute. Damn. Oh. A, lot of, yeah. a lot of that kind of thing. Yeah. Um to answer your question, no, there is okay. uh, Bumblebee well, I won't be and watching it talk. <laughs> <laughs> so so imagine imagine if you will having CCTV cameras on your house, seeing this take place, your three year old goes, My snowman, which if we look at the footage if we look at the footage, there is no other snow on the street. So I don't fucking understand what I'm looking no, at. Oh my god, it is grim. Uh, like all of England. It looks yeah, like it's, shit. It is just it is just a wet suburb and a, like a filthy snowman uh, sitting in the driveway, basically, by itself, not surrounded by any other snow. Uh, and this guy's gone, Oi lads, check this out, and done a sweet roundhouse, right? Seeing that, your kid goes, oh, me, me snowman, as a three-year-old would say in England. Oh, oh, it's me snowman, governor. Oh, it's me snow gent. And then being like, oh, sweetie, don't worry. I'm taking the capture card from the CCTV system and immediately contacting someone with this footage in an effort to have them fired from their job. Imagine finding out you got someone fired because you complained about a fucking snowman. Well, uh, the good news is, technically they weren't fired because they were a contractor. Uh, they were just oh, great. kind of just let go from that job. No well, protection that's... whatsoever. So that's really cool. That's what we all love to see is uh, the wonderful world of casualized employment where you can simply say, hey, um, no more shifts for you. You're still employed, but you just don't work anymore. Pretty good. That's very cool. Cool as ice. 
Speaking of someone else who's very cool, uh, one of the coolest people in the world, which is why we talk about them so much, it's beloved friend of the show, Shane Warney Morn. Shane. 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 Warn. Where is Shane Warn? Shane. Shane. Watching some flicks. Watching flicks with Shane Warn. In his house. Maybe he has a projector. Let's go to Shane's. Mm-hmm. Where in the wide world of Warney is Shane Warne? Well, he's probably at his house, I guess. Uh, I don't know if he goes out a lot. Is he still in? Is he still in the UK or is he back in Australia? I have no idea. I think that's we why we have the segment. Someone will where tell in us. the wide world of the world is Shane Warne. Well, he's always he's always doing the like the cricket commentary, isn't he? So he's probably here. Couldn't tell. Which you. Is, I don't know where in the wide world of Warne is Shane Warne. No way of finding out. However, he was asked upon the website Twitter to name his top five movies. Uh, and he's, he is such a lover of cinema, such a lover of the film, a real cinephile, uh, that he said, don't think I can do top five. Let's do top ten. Ha ha ha. Uh, so, you know, couldn't, couldn't keep it down to five, basically. And now to give us... The top 10 movies of masterful Australian spin bowler, Shane Warney Warne. Here we go. Uh, these are not ordered. Oh, I think they're ordered. They're not they're That not we ranked. know of. He's not indicated an order, and we wouldn't even dream of inferring one. No, well, that's the thing. Unless he has specified it, you would hate to put that on him. Yes. You know? uh, the first one is Shawshank Redemption. Of course it is. Sure. That's just like people who have seen one movie in their life go, Shawshank Redemption. That's a great, great movie. What a great flick. Credit to Frank Darabont, you know? Or they're just big Clancy Brown heads. Who isn't? I love Clancy Brown. Who sees Clancy Brown turn up in a movie and says, fuck that, turn this off. <laughs> oh, Clancy Brown is this? I'm out. <laughs> I'm no fucking way. right off. No I'm walking out of the way. cinema during Hail Caesar when I see Clancy Brown <laughs> instead of going, oh my so God. So good. He's in, uh, he's in Fallout 1 as a bunch of the characters. Is huh. he now? Yeah. So is um, so is Jim Cummings. Um, oh, guy- I love Jim Cummings. Oh, uh, he's, he's a wife beater, so. I hate Jim Cummings. <laughs> but he does, uh, he does the voice of the master at the end, um, which is like the pile of flesh and computers. Um Never beat, never, never beat that. Check out Fallout 1. Mm. Huh. Uh, and of course, in um, Russell McKay's classic, The Highlander, as the Kurgan. Oh, with his, we fucking know he's the Kurgan. With his cool sword that he assembles out of several as pieces of, a briefcase. of sword. Yeah. Like it's a sniper rifle. Yeah. That's cool as shit. Uh, second one here is Top Gun. I'm... I can't believe I'm going to say this, but I would actually really like to see the Top Gun sequel. What is that? Top Gun 2? You can. Like, we're not going to stop you. Like, do you think it's, you're surprised telling us, I'm probably going to watch a movie that looks like shit? God damn, there are some good voice actors in Fallout. Richard (laughs) Dean Anderson. uh, Richard Dean Anderson. uh, Keith David. Tony Jay. Tress McNeil. uh, Ron Perlman. I love Tress McNeil so much. Only just. Tony Shalhoub. 
Um, Fucking hell. Frank Welker? David Warner? My goodness. What a game. Check That's out Fallout cast. 1. Also, if you uh, rewatch the English dubs of all the Miyazaki movies, Tress McNeil is in most of them. Uh, yeah. and so, she, well, she's in most animated English yes. speaking movies. She's got one of so those voices where you're just like, averages. damn, that's Tress McNeil. I love she's Tress so McNeil. good in um, Futurama. She's amazing. All the all the meanest characters, the gra- Tress McNeil. Her is the grand midwife. The uh, on, I'm not going to get very specific about Futurama because I will, but uh, I love her. Thank you, Tress McNeil, if you're listening. Love your work. Uh, R.I.P. Tress McNeil. What? Don't say that. You... I don't think so. No, that can't be true. Come Are you sure? on. Oh, no, she's still alive. Oh, my <laughs> fucking God, what the fuck's wrong with you? Who am I thinking of? The lady from The Simpsons. Oh, you asshole. Who am I thinking of? The it was the lady lady who did uh oh some other broad right because women are all the same to you. Uh, the, yeah, Marshall the, Wallace, the, the, Marshall, Marshall Wallace, man. Women are just disembodied voices to you. Voice actors are yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, most most <laughs> of my relationship with voice actresses is them being disembodied voices. I hold a computer printout of Tress McNeil in front of me <laughs> while I'm listening to her talk in something, and I look at it to remind me that she is a human woman and I love her very much. I spend hours and hours um, deep faking footage of Tress McNeil saying the lines that she's saying in animated movies so I can watch her saying them instead. That's how much I respect her. Silence of the Lambs is the next one. Uh, Kind of a surprise. I can't imagine him watching Silence of the Lambs twice. Yeah. Yeah. It is is definitely not the movie you remember that you watched when you're like 12. Such a good movie. So good. But... It's also, Fantastic. yeah, no, I'm with you. Next is A Few Good Men. Rob Ryan, a classic. Absolutely not. He is lying about half this list. Yeah. One, he's not like sitting down and watching A Few Good Men and being like, this is the good shit. Really makes me think about justice, he's saying, and honor. Uh, once again, I, I can't help but feel like at least some of this list is cribbed from the IMDb 100%. top 10. This is somehow either we're experiencing some sort of um, statistical miracle and his top 10 movies are also like the geometric mean of IMDb. Um, I mean, that would not be hugely surprising. Yeah, or he's picked it. The main issue is that uh, with the IMDb top 10 is that he does not have any Lord of the Rings or Matrix movies. No, that's true. And they they pad out a lot of... And Christopher Nolan movies also pad out a lot of... Not a single Marvel movie. Not a Nolan head. Uh, next is another The Usual Suspects I don't believe he's watching The Usual Suspects I think he knows what the twist is yep. And he likes that idea love it. Well in the, in the same way that um, I imagine him uh, Occasionally watching the clip Of the You Can't Handle the Truth Speech from A Few Good Men And thinking I love the movie right. A Few that Good Men That is exactly yes. what has happened Yep, Gladiator he probably does Loves love it. that one Rusty getting out there And just getting amongst it with a sword, you know? But he thinks uh, Russell Crowe is playing himself and that it's all true. <laughs> <laughs> Good on you, mate. On you, Rusty. You're really showing what Australia could do on the world stage. <laughs> you show those Italians what's what. <laughs> I do enjoy uh, Joaquin Phoenix in that movie. Oh, he's good in, good in just about everything. Yeah, but he's a real s- slimy little bitch mm-hmm. in that movie, you know? Yeah. yeah, but it's not real. He's acting. He's pretending to be that character. All right, so we got a few. We got a few out of left field at the end. Here. He's digging deep got, for some indie gold. 
We've got the movie Rush, uh, which is not a biopic of Jeffrey Rush. Uh, it is, in fact, a 2013 movie about a rivalry between Formula One racers starring Chris Hemsworth and uh, Daniel Bruhl, who's the guy from... Uh, the German guy from Inglorious Bastards, who plays the, the famous sniper German guy. sniper. Yeah. yeah. Um, nobody has ever heard of this movie or watched it. Directed by Ron Howard. Bloody Ron Howard. Just likes pumping him out, doesn't he? Yeah, I, I have not seen this... 88% on Rotten Tomatoes, 8.1% on IMDb, 74% on Metacritic. That's a shockingly well-rounded uh, high score there. Kind of concerned about this. Maybe I'm going to have to watch the movie Rush and then let Shane Warne know what I think about it. Uh, then we're back to the IMDb Top 10 with Goodfellas. Absolutely wonderful classic movie. I've been revisiting a lot of the Scorsese's lately. That really is the masterpiece, Goodfellas. Now I'm just imagining Shane Warne sitting and watching Silence. No, what's... Is that, it? Is that what it's called? Silence? Oh, fuck. Yeah, the yeah, Adam Driver yeah, yeah. one. No, that's, that's what it is. Yeah. Um, also, having, having watched The Sopranos for the first time recently, you will notice that every character that is in it was in Goodfellas. I think there are 23 actors who were in Goodfellas who went on to be in The Sopranos. Just as an estimate, or...? No, no, that's the number. <laughs> okay. Like, like, like I, I read a little list recently because I was looking someone up and going, is that? And then it was like 23 actors who were in Goodfellas who went on mm. to be oh, in the Oh, that's, so, that's a listicle I could, I could read. <laughs> then we got Ford versus Ferrari towards the end here. Apparently quite good from what I've heard. No. Not going to watch it. Um, but again, I like to imagine Shane Warne watching just the scenes where the cars are going fast and being like, oh, it's awesome. And that's kind of the main thing. Uh, and finally, spelt incorrectly, mm -hmm. I assume as a sign of disrespect to Italians, <laughs> is Da Vinci Code. Da Vinci Code. Da Vinci Code. Di uh, dive in. He loves to dive in mm. and watch Another it. Ron Howard turd. Yeah, he's a real, a real a Ron Howard head. <laughs> Shane Warren. That's got nothing to do with the movie. Uh, the app you've got for when Ron Howard <laughs> takes his shit just went off, right? <laughs> what a list. Oh, so thank you for sharing that with us, Shane Warren. Hey, if you've never heard of any of those movies, <laughs> I just love that the, with the exception of Rush, they're all the most heard <laughs> of movies in the world. And I respect that a lot. I, I can really imagine that he just sat down and tried to think of yep. 10 movies. His favorite movies are movies he can think of. Yep. Looking over at his shelf of standard definition DVDs. <laughs> he has to get them special. <laughs> <laughs> I, need you to, I need you to do a downscaled version of a 2019 movie for me. <laughs> you got that in uh, XVID? <laughs> I want... I would like uh, the DivX watermark in the bottom right, please, if you can please. put that on there. Doesn't feel like home unless I've got the DivX watermark. I need this to be inexplicably cropped to 4-3, and I also want to see someone stand up to go and get more popcorn halfway through the film. <laughs> oh, fuck. Remember those days. Oh, but those it's a telesync, though, so the audio is good, so don't even worry about it. Yeah, good audio. Hmm. Got, this, <sighs> got this from a street market in Bangkok. <laughs> When people used to have those ones just like in the paper slip, you know? 
Oh, my dad used to like go on trips for work and just come back with a bunch of clearly bootlegged DVDs. It was fucking awesome. Oh, sorry, no, clearly bootlegged VCDs. VCDs, awesome. I remember, uh, I remember like somebody once being like, "Hey, I got a copy of the Phantom Menace, and we can watch it." And it's only just like out of movies, you know, being like, "Wow!" And they put it on, uh, and you can see like one third of the screen. You see like the top left corner of the screen, uh, and then the then the Star Wars fanfare begins, and so does. All of the hooting and applause <laughs> of the audience. It's like you're there. Flash photography going off, uh, and people standing up, talking and yelling all the way through it. Oh, I, I love like, live cinema. <laughs> I was like, I, I will not watch you. I will not be watching this. Handy we cam. Had, my dad had two two movies on VCD. Uh, they came on three CDs each, and they were Dirty Dancing and Young Guns with uh, Lou Diamond Phillips. Uh, Emilio Estevez. Terrence Stamp. Terrence Stamp, and so forth. My dad's favorite movie in the world is allegedly um, Men at Work. That's a fun movie. Uh, Brothers Emilio Estevez and Charlie Sheen. Haven't seen it. Maybe that'd be a good uh, a good bonding moment if, if we're still doing those. Bonding moments? We've got to check with Dad if we're still bonding. Yeah, or if you've kind of you've gone through the bonding period and what we've, you've got now is what you're going to have is the rest what of your we'll life. Have. That's right. Possibly yep. a little uptick near the end. Oh, so, that's so grim. <laughs> it's so weird to think that... Sorry, uh, Dad, I love you. so weird to think that Charlie Sheen's like... I guess he's quarter Mexican? I let's not, let's not delving into... <laughs> <laughs> I'm not here to say what race people are. No, well, let's not get into that, guys. Can I can I lead us out with a with something a little hopeful? No. So while we're doing the show, <laughs> while we're doing the show, I did a little search because I thought maybe this Billy Zane thing's got legs. And fishes, um, fishes don't. No, <laughs> this, well, I mean, this is Billy's. It's not a fish, but it, it's just its head, so it also wouldn't have legs. So I did a little chucked into Duck 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 Go. Billy Zane deepfake. And there's some pretty good responses here. Um, maybe we can go through some of them. Uh, this is from MrDeepfakes.com. Uh, search results for Billy Zane, Mr. Deepfakes. Uh, we can see you're looking for Billy Zane celebrity porn content. Here you can find our arc of Billy Zane deepfake porn videos, fake porn videos and celebrities. Uh, result number two, uh, also from Mr. Deepfakes. Uh, <laughs> we see you're looking for, for Zane. Not Billy Zane, celebrity porn content. Here you can find our archive of Zane deepfake porn videos, fake porn videos, and celebrities. Uh, one from YouTube, Billy Zane should have stayed with me in Titanic. <laughs> Actor Billy Zane has appeared in more than 100 mo- movies and TV shows, famously playing the villain in one of his biggest movies of all time. Uh, dot, dot, and that's got missing, crossed out, deepfake, must include deepfake. Uh, ex- <laughs> this was from xvideos.com. Uh, xvideos2.com I'm going to do the uh, inverted commas Invincible Billy Zane porn Search page 4 xvideos.com uh, Invincible Billy Zane porn Videos found on xvideos for this search uh, This is another one from xvideos.com Invincible Billy Zane huge search Zane anal sex.